0: Welcome to Embracing Everyday Women with Bahar Abuyarade and Patricia Ortiz. Join us as we share stories to bring healing and hope to everyday women everywhere. Each episode will feature
1: women with universal stories of love, joy, pain, loss, and strength. This is a space to embrace ourselves and one another since words are like virtual hugs.
0: Welcome to Embracing Everyday Women. Today, we have the pleasure of hosting our very own friend and mentee, Natanya. We've known her for over half of her life and less than half of our own because we're so much older. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, but it's such a pleasure to have you here with us today. And actually, this is the very first episode that we are recording in person. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so this is exciting. We get to be uh, in person together, sitting around a microphone instead of behind a screen on Zoom. So enough about us. We want to hear more about you, Natanya. So if you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: So my name is Natanya. I'm 18, just graduated high school. Woo! Um, And I'm now a college student. Um, um, I love Jesus and I grew up in the church but I didn't really have a relationship with God until I got to high school um, and really took it seriously Um, and I'm Latina half Mexican yeah I just love embracing my culture Um, I love dancing, singing, um, painting, fashion Um, and I currently started a small business, Neta um, Creates, where I sell my art in order to inspire others.
1: Ooh, and her artwork is amazing. Thank I actually you. have one hanging in my house. It's beautiful. So y'all should follow her on Instagram. <laughs> well, that was a really good synopsis of you. We're really mm-hmm. grateful that you're here. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you. We can't imagine what it was like to have to graduate high school during a pandemic. Do you want to share a little bit about that?
2: Mm-hmm. So I did. uh senior year was tough because senior year is where all the fun stuff happens, um, mm-hmm. and we didn't expect to graduate in person, um, and so it was hard, like to learn online and adjust to everything. Yeah, I actually had a lot of things not only in school that I was struggling with, but like with my family, I lost a few family members, and so. It was tough, but thankfully we were able to graduate in person, and um, at the end of the day, God is good, and yeah. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like there are a lot of things that happened in your life that Mm -hmm. um, challenged you to continue to push past the obstacles, and part of why we wanted to bring you on our podcast was just to bring in listeners from all ages you know our our podcast is not just for a specific age of women but also those who are in seasons of life life like high school for example those are really transformative years one of the things that you said was how you lost some family members Mm -hmm. that must be really hard since you um, since we all basically experienced a lot of isolation where we weren't necessarily able to be there what was yeah. that experience like for your family and you
2: um it was very hard because yeah. we couldn't see um our family members um and it one time my uncle was in the hospital the day before he passed and like we had to see him through a window and so that was hard mm. um but at the end of the day, it was, it, I mean, like, God was good, and we were able to just pray with them and um, be with them, even it was if it was through a call or FaceTime, um, mm. but yeah, I think God really taught me to enjoy each moment and enjoy the little things in life and really focus on family and the things we usually take for granted, so yeah. Mm.
1: It's
2: big. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I feel like when it comes to family, especially during a time when things are isolated, a lot of people can have a lot of opinions mm-hmm. about, you know, what's safe and what's not. Yeah. And the fact that you guys were able to have some type of closure with family members is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we lost a family member this past year too and it's so hard to transition through of like who's going to be there, you only allowed like two people in the hospital at a time. Mm-hmm. It's like you kind of have to find a system and even in that it's like doesn't necessarily feel like there's a resolve <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. but you find that resolve in your spirit and so mm-hmm. it sounds like your family is a strong unit where you got to withstand it together yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's cool I was just gonna ask like was there was there a particular moment that you kind of realized that you know like not taking the little things for granted or was it the was it just like a reflection moment
2: I think it was when covid hit not only like when my family members passed away but just being on like in the house the entire time um Mm -hmm. and going on walks or just spending time with my family um really i don't know it just one day i went on a walk and like just seeing like flowers which was like super simple and walking around and like seeing like the ducks and all that it was like super random but um it taught me to enjoy the moment and like with my family and i think that's when i realized that we take a lot of things for granted and so Mm.
1: yeah it took a pause Mm -hmm. for you to notice the ducks (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is funny you you don't necessarily notice those things when you're Mm -hmm. at a moving at a faster pace it's like oh move slow like a duck (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know it's like life doesn't have to be like in mm-hmm.
0: strides, it can yeah. be slow yeah. Baby steps too And yeah. I mean, you you were very busy before COVID mm-hmm. you were, It feels like every week, every day You had an activity, a yeah. meeting, a dance mm-hmm. or something That you had yeah. to go to And then that all just kind of went on pause mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that makes sense Because yeah. you had to really take a beat And mm-hmm. just kind of slow down Which can be hard too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Was it hard for you socially?
2: Very hard um yeah I before COVID I didn't like being alone um the thought of just being alone even after school like I just come home and I didn't like being by myself and so it was something that God worked in me during um like the whole pandemic and not seeing or talking to my friends was really really hard on me but it made me get closer to God closer to the people in my home and so hmm. Um, yeah it it helped me it was hard but it helped me
1: Mm -hmm. what do you think why do you think that was like why do you think there was a discomfort in like you being by yourself before was it because you were so busy or do you think it was just this aspect of like who you were that you're just maybe because for me I can speak for myself like a very extroverted person I love people and being around people and I think sometimes I have to catch myself that like my identity is not on other people it's like it's solely who I am and who God tells me that I am mm-hmm. Um not saying that's the same for you but like kind of painting a picture of like what was the challenge why was it hard for you to sit with yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or be by yourself <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah it's the same okay. because I'm an extrovert and okay. I love people I always love being around people um and it was hard for me to not um to just like Relax and be by myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, You're kind of faced with like, oh, well, it's just <laughs> you and me, yeah. me and you. <laughs> and I've noticed that you've been painting and creating a lot more. Yeah. Right. Tell us a little bit about you know your business and.
2: Um, so I started actually on accident because I made a painting for my aunt and she put it um, on social media and then it like everybody started asking and so I started painting because um, that was a way for me to like you know when I was bored all the time during the pandemic and I felt like in a time where I couldn't really do anything or none of us could do anything and so that was another way of me <clears throat> like enjoying the little things and so I started painting, and then that's when my business started, and um, I started selling
1: my art, and yeah. When did it start?
2: It was October.
1: October. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of this, of 2020?
2: Uh, Yes.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, so Mm -hmm. it was during the pandemic. I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought it was pre, before. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Look at you. Mm -hmm. In high school and starting a business. (laughs) <laughs> start that that was the beginning of your
0: senior year too right? yeah yeah wow yeah. really applied yourself there mm-hmm. <laughs> what's your favorite medium like art of art
2: um i usually do acrylic okay yeah yeah painting is my thing um i i like drawing but i like painting is relaxing and
1: yeah it's fun hmm. and i see you making like you've painted um, cds too, right? Like, to, like, hang. Yeah. As like, decor and yeah. Bibles, like, mm-hmm. journaling Bibles. Yeah. What's been, like, one of the most, like, oh, I didn't expect to paint on this, but it came out really well?
2: Um, I think Bibles were... Bibles, okay. Because I actually started painting my Bible, and people started asking me to do them, <laughs> <laughs> And um, I was like, oh, no, like, I just did it for fun. And so that also... A lot of people were like, well, you should start painting it for other people. And so I thought it was sharing the gospel Mm -hmm. and like what God has given me in one. So it was really fun and it was different um, because you usually don't see like
0: painted Bibles. Mm -hmm. I may just have to give you one today. (laughs) Take it home, (laughs) see what you come up with, and create. Uh I did, I I was eyeing yours on Sunday when I saw. She has one that she painted for herself that's really pretty, Mm -hmm. and it's got flowers on it. Yeah, (laughs) very beautiful.
1: Do you find yourself painting or going back to, like, a certain, like, graphic, like, whether it's, like, a sunflower or a butterfly, Mm -hmm. and, like, if you do go and, like, lean towards a graphic, like, why?
2: Um, Recently, I've been trying to do more um, paintings, like canvases, um, Mm -hmm. and for, like, a gallery, And also, like, the painted Bibles. Um, And I try, I always go back to, like, landscapes and flowers. So, like, Mm. creation, um, Mm. which is kind of what inspires me. Like, and I feel that inspires others. Um, I don't don't know. It's just, like, inspiring to see, like, God's creation and that I can just paint it and, yeah.
1: Put it on display Mm -hmm. through your lens. Mm -hmm. Because you may be viewing something, like, through a completely different yeah. Mm-hmm. lens in someone else mm-hmm. and the fact that you capture it in yeah. a painting is
0: really cool mm-hmm. it's like your perspective on it yeah. <laughs> right yeah like when you go to those um well you're probably not old enough yet to go to those paint and sips or the things you will, <laughs> oh, you'll you'll yeah. probably be teaching one at some yeah, point. That's true. but <laughs> they have uh you know they have the person at the front of the room the instructor have yeah. their version and then every other person's looks slightly different some of them look really different but it's kind of cool just to see the variety of what comes out of that compared yeah. to the instructor's yeah. version
1: <laughs> have you ever considered doing paint nights maybe for yeah someone.
2: yeah i do um in the future would like would like to do paint nights um okay. or like some type of bible study where like we get together and paint and so yeah hopefully in the future
0: yeah yeah we could do a non-paint-and-sip version, just paint, <laughs> just well paint paint, 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 and sip yeah. uh, coffee. water, <laughs> coffee, yeah. <and> tea. <laughs> that's funny. Well,
1: that's, I, I, we talked about a lot of, like, your vision for, um, just, like, your demographic and youth. Do you want to kind of elaborate on that? That'd be a great opportunity mm-hmm. to, like, have your paint nights, too, with that, uh, yeah. you know, people your age, mm-hmm. teaching them about <clears> painting and, Having yeah. a Bible study simultaneously, that's mm-hmm. pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've been thinking about it. And um, I recently have been interested in starting a group um, for college students. Um, and I feel like it's super important, like that age um, where we're like transitioning into a new chapter. And um, I feel like sometimes I see or I have a passion For um, people my age, because sometimes it's hard, like for me, for example, um, like I was telling you earlier, having a relationship with God is um, essential, of course, but also community is super important, and I think that's um, also essential in really pursuing and growing in your faith, and so forming Mm -hmm. community with those like my age, um, I feel like it has really been on my heart, and, like, I want to keep pursuing that. Um, and, yeah.
0: Where do you think that stems from, <clears throat> that desire to have community, I think, be in community?
2: Um, personally, because I think I've, like, gone through it, and so many times um, my relationship with God in the past has, like, gone downhill because there was nobody that I could, like, count on. Or the other friends that I had weren't believers and they couldn't build me up and so I struggle with that and I feel like it's very important for others to not struggle with that um and you know have community and have others like build them up
1: mm-hmm. yeah because the support is is so key mm-hmm. especially when You are transitioning out of high school. Like, I can remember when I was out of high school figuring out my next steps. Like, I wasn't the traditional, like, oh, go to college right away. Mm -hmm. And those are really refining years of your life. Yeah. And so, to have a community where you're established kind of in the same foundation, in the same place, is super important. So, that desire is. I feel like god-given <laughs> yeah. that he really did put it on your heart
2: it's hard to like have community during those years mm-hmm. um but yeah i've just been super passionate about it and
1: like leading the group yes yeah mm-hmm. yes
2: leading the group um and it's something that yeah god has placed on my heart for a while now um so i want to pursue it and start planning soon um
1: so it'll be in the works, yes. is what she's yeah. alluding to.
0: <laughs> More to come. More to come. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll, we'll have to interview again about
0: it. <laughs> the hey, well, you know, Patricia's had her experience with doing something like that. So, Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, if you ever need advice or anything like that, that's that's what we're here for. And that's kind of the whole crux of embracing everyday women, mm-hmm. too, because not only is this a platform for young ladies to hear about what you're doing and be part of it, but also for you to glean from all of the other people who've probably mm-hmm. done yeah. something similar yeah. or also want mistakes. to do something similar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And kind of just be in, you know, be words of encouragement or share those words of encouragement with each other. So. Um,
1: and I think you have like such a heart mm-hmm. of availability and openness mm-hmm. that is inviting of all cultures, which I think is so key, especially as a woman of color, like mm-hmm. leading um, mm-hmm. something like that. It's like your voice is setting you up for so much more in the future. Like and you leaning into that calling and you leaning into that leadership is so cool. I like cannot wait to hear like we cannot wait to hear what's gonna
0: come from it. Like well and and just knowing some of your your family dynamics Mm -hmm. too, you know, with your parents leading a church and leading the Spanish ministry of of a whole you know, the whole church, the Mm -hmm. congregation, I think it's just it's in you that, you know, you've had this heart to to serve people to bring people together Mm -hmm. you know that's really beautiful to see that just kind of flow through Mm -hmm. naturally like no one told you to do it
1: I wonder (laughs) what that was like growing up in the church because I know that there's some people on our podcast who are not believers Mm -hmm. and who maybe don't Mm -hmm. have that background um do you want to share about what that experience was like? Maybe just growing up, seeing your family serve the way that they did, and
2: yeah, I was always raised in the church. My okay. parents were always leaders. Um, we came to Shiloh, which is our my current church, um, <laughs> when I was five, six years old, um, and so I grew up in the children's ministry, then on to the youth, and I was always around the church. I was there all the time, and so it became almost like a daily thing where I became super comfortable with it, that I didn't take it as seriously. Um, and I saw that other people, some people in the church did, like, didn't like did take it seriously either. So I kind of, I just did that. And um, I became also... Became normalized. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then when I was in fifth grade, I got moved to a Christian school, which just made me even more comfortable. And I always knew god and i always respected god but i never really had a close connection with him i it was just normal like i just thought it was how we did things and i saw that people in the church sometimes lived a different way and i questioned it but i just did what they were doing and so then i learned that i didn't want to be i wanted to not be the stereotypical like what people call Christians, and I wanted to truly lead by example and live a life that really reflects who Jesus is because many times I feel like, of course, we're humans and as Christians Mm -hmm. we're not perfect, Um, but we really like I really wanted to lead by example, especially with young people because you know it's hard to see uh, young people really live out for God because it's very difficult. And so I found myself really, I got baptized when I was eighth grade, freshman around that time. Um, And I started to really connect with God. And then I, yeah, that's when my relationship with God started. Um, And I felt like I really had to leave a lot of things behind um, as a teenager to be able to have a relationship with God. But now I know that it's worth it Um, and yeah.
1: It sounds like you had a lot of like like you had a foundation that you could build Mm -hmm. off of. You observed different people in your life going down different paths. There was this foundation that you kept kind of being pulled back to. Mm -hmm. Almost like this, like I don't want to say a force, but like, you know, in a way, Mm -hmm. it's like this source of Christ that keeps pulling you back. Like Mm -hmm. and no, like you knowing that. You want to live a life that looks different and that Mm -hmm. reflects christ and that is a model Mm -hmm. and to do that so young not that like youth is a fact like age is a factor but it is Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. constantly you're bombarded with social media and culture it's always this like tension between god and versus culture when Mm -hmm. god's in the culture he actually infuses the culture Mm -hmm. yeah and it's almost like that's what I see when I hear you sharing, like, I want to be a model for Christ. Like, I want to be, I'm a to lead by example. It's like you're not going by culture standards. Mm-hmm. You're ultimately mm-hmm. like, God, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. commit so early in, like, eighth grade, like, mm-hmm. I got baptized, like, when I was a leader, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, that's so cool. Like, what a gift <laughs> to be able to reflect on.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and high school was tough. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of times, like, it was, like you said, culture, and then there was God. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of young people, I feel like we don't want to have a relationship with God because there's so much that we want to experience and explore. So I hear a lot of young people say, oh, well, I'll follow God once I get older. Mm-hmm. Or, like, mm-hmm. once, you know, I've already experienced life. Um, and so that was a struggle for me, too, because I... Kind of like tested the waters a little bit, but thankfully God protected me. But it was out of that route where I wanted to experience all this, um, and I just didn't want to. I felt like I was living a double life mm-hmm. for a while, um, mm-hmm. and even in high school, that struggle became real. But at the end of the day, I always went back to God, and I was like, "No, this is so much better. Even though it's hard, it's worth it, and it's
0: so much better." Mm Hmm. Well, and if I may, just because I remember some of those conversations Mm -hmm. when you were in high school, I think you know the the thing that young people sometimes misconstrue when it comes to having a relationship with the Lord is like it's not a rule book. Mm -hmm. It's like He doesn't give you a a list of do's and don'ts Mm -hmm. and make you know, he's not a negative, you know, like Debbie Downer or Mm -hmm. party pooper, whatever, (laughs) you know, like negative word that people usually say attributes to like, you know, God's character Mm -hmm. when you're a teen or when you're a young person trying to party or have relationships and all those things. But like what you're speaking to is like the peace, the Mm -hmm. element of like, okay, I have this internal tug of war, right? Mm -hmm. And like all these things that I thought I might want to experience, but I dabbled in it and it wasn't really what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. It didn't give me peace. It didn't give me joy. It made me feel stressed out or it made me anxious or it made me worried and it wasn't what I thought it was. So yeah. that that's not for me. You mm-hmm. know, And I think sometimes people have those thoughts, but mm-hmm. instead of taking a pause like you did and reflecting on mm-hmm. why am I having those feelings? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this making me feel anxious or worried or you know, fearful or whatever, you know, then like the, that moment of clarity never comes. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, you just keep living that life and doing those things. And it continues to make you feel anxious and worried and all those feelings mm-hmm. when the reality is like, there could be something better for you, but you know, we don't take the moment to really reflect on like where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. And you did that at an early age, right? Where personally I didn't get, I didn't do that till I was like in my mid twenties, you know, early twenties. So, kudos to you. That that's a really big you know blessing that you have over your life already. To already have that wisdom at such a young age, because mm-hmm. now you can share that with other people that are also dealing with the same yeah. you know struggles. But yeah. also, it carries on with you for the rest of your life. Like it's something that you can reflect on and know. You know what? Like mm, I'm good. There's just some things that. Mm. Yeah. It's like yeah. in the moment, sure, you get this fleeting feeling, but that's all that it is sometimes. And mm. yeah, that's really amazing that you had that revelation <laughs> at such a young age because it's not a bunch of rules, you know. It's it, And sometimes I think as Christians, we might portray our walk with the Lord that way to other people because it comes off across like, you know, we're doing certain things a certain way and that's why the Lord blesses us, but that's not how it works. Yeah, that's good. Right? And you know, for you to realize that at such a young age will only help you cultivate and com- like continue that relationship with Him in a way that's healthy and not right. in a way that's like, performance based right. or making you think that you have to be this perfect do-gooder. Right. That's yeah. not Christian. No, like <laughs> that's not the gospel. The Bible is full of filthy people and mm. people who did a lot of really crazy, horrible mm. things that, you know, in the modern day we like, oh my gosh, you know, you mm-hmm. would think that person like they should be locked up or something should have happened to them. But yet God met them there. Like that's so good. all that to say. <laughs> yeah. But you've learned a lot of wisdom and things that even those of us have like having lived life a little bit <laughs> didn't figure out <laughs> until later <laughs> yeah life
2: is yeah it's been so much better with god and yeah it's not a set of rules or anything like he's literally just my best friend and that's how i see him um for example, in high school, the, how I kind of cultivated my relationship with God, I think when I would get stressed or when I would have problems at school, I would walk to the bathroom and just have a conversation with God um, and just talk to him like I would talk to my best friend from school. Um, and that's how I started really growing my relationship with God. Um, and he speaks through his word, so that really also helped me. Um, But it's much simpler than, you know, a lot of people see or think it is. As a pastor's kid, I think it's like you have to break that stereotype where like Mm. everybody always thinks you're perfect. And it's been a struggle because a lot of people shy away when they hear that I'm like a pastor's kid. My goal has been really to break that cycle of like or that stereotype. And to let people know that I'm human and Mm -hmm. I, we're all filthy, like you said, and God is holy, God is good, um, and we're not, but thankfully he has um, redeemed us, so,
1: Mm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And what is that stereotype, like, with a pastor's kid? The PK? Yeah, the PK. The PK. PK. Um. (laughs) That was brought up on another.
2: Yeah, um. I feel like a lot of people either say, oh, the pastor's kid is like the opposite from their parents. Like, mm. they're like super bad or they're like perfect, like...
1: The golden they all Yeah. Or child. they always, yeah. Like mm-hmm. they
2: always think that, that we think that we're better
0: than mm-hmm. everybody else. And okay. so
2: I think <clears throat> it was hard because a lot of people to this day don't want to come to me For things um, because they think I'm going to judge them or because Mm -hmm. they think that I'm perfect Um, and it's hard because clearly I'm not like and I know that I'm not perfect Um, so yeah I feel like that stereotype has gone on for a while and even as growing up in church when I was younger I would always see the pastor's kid like how others would view them Um, or even like something that I think is so sad is when um, people from the congregation like compare their kids to like mm-hmm. us the pastor's kid and I'm like no like we're not we're just people you know and yeah mm-hmm. um many times like people in the church follow the pastors or the leaders or the people that seem perfect mm-hmm. um but really we should be following God
1: mm-hmm. um and say so, it. that's good
2: yeah and I just feel like that's my goal like mm-hmm. no matter what um I want to encourage other people um, to not follow me and mm-hmm. not follow my parents or anybody else, like any leaders in the church, but just to follow God.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. That's very wise. It is. Yeah. No, <laughs> because I think there's a lot mm-hmm. of churches, like if you mm-hmm. think about mega names and mega churches, mm-hmm. right? Like that they automatically are like, oh my gosh, I love that pastor. And that's great. You know, like God's obviously have been... No, I don't want to say using, but he's gifted a lot of the speakers who are lead pastors of these churches, but your faith can't be in that pastor. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. And I think that's what turns off people mm-hmm. a lot to the church is they think it's like they have to show off and mm-hmm. look a certain way, act a certain way, be a certain way, which is true to an extent. It's like, we're not expected to look like the lead pastor. That's mm-hmm. why it's oh one body and many members. Mm-hmm. It's like the eye's not gonna function the same way as the nose or the mouth or the ear. <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. so just thought that was so good that you said that, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. coming from you. I think it's so
0: important. Mm-hmm. Say it loud, yeah, and I know even though you're active on social media, you know the spirit of comparison and all those mm-hmm. things is so real on that platform, right? True. Where, like we post the highlight reel of our lives. I think we've talked about this on previous episodes too. Where it, but it's it's a real thing that especially women, you know, struggle with because you look at someone's picture of a vacation or a video from, you know, a lunch with a friend and that looks so great. And then in your case, like, you know, you're talking about the comparison between pastor's kids mm. and – people who aren't pastors kids like Mm -hmm. it it just gives this connotation like we're not good enough right when Mm -hmm. the reality is like you said all of us have our own things going on we might not put it on display for everyone to see Mm -hmm. and you might have a select group of people that you trust with those things and that's okay but the reality is like the people out there don't see all those things so they're like oh that's so perfect oh that's this and it's unfortunate that mm-hmm. there's that much pressure on you and people like you in your position to to have to uphold this, you know, mm-hmm. expectation. But the reality is, like, that's on the other people yeah. putting yeah. you on that pedestal, right? Like, they, they also need to realize, like, that's not fair to you. That's not fair to your family or to people in those positions because mm-hmm. you're human. You're yes. just like everyone else. Yeah. And even, like, what Patricia was saying with, like, you know, the lead pastors of churches, like, I think sometimes as... The congregation, people forget. Like those people on the stage are just as human as the rest of us. Yes. God didn't put them, you know, God didn't make them holier than the rest of us. (laughs) Like, you know, they're not on a separate pedestal. They're on the same level. They might have a a louder voice or more wisdom (laughs) to share. Yeah. Or more, you know, charisma. But that doesn't make them better in a in a sense of the word. But Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes we just forget that because it's kind of, like, exciting, you know, this hoorah and hoopla that comes with fame, you know, or nowadays with everybody, you know, watching people online, like, you yeah, okay. know, they go viral from yeah. one message or one song, and that's it. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. all all the pressure's on them to uphold that standard. Right. And that's unfair, that's too. It's not fair. But, yeah, thank you for sharing that, because even we need to hear that right. from time to time, you know, and... Like, every season presents a new challenge mm-hmm. in looking at life that, through that lens of, like, comparison or, in a performance Yeah. Where we we're not here to be perfect.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Much. Yeah, and I feel like um, one of the things that I always think about as a performer, I know you have a dance background, um, is there's always going to be the stage... And the congregation. Mm. So naturally you're always going to think in terms of a performance because mm. there was a study that was done like on why people go to performances, which, you know, church shouldn't be, but people see it that way sometimes, which it can be, mm-hmm. you know, because people are performing on the stage. Like, you know, they're mm-hmm. leading worship, singing songs. Like, why do you go to a concert? But they did a study and it was like, 89.5% of people the reason why they go to a theater or a performance is to be inspired.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do we
1: go to church? To be encouraged, mm-hmm. to be so that we can apply those tools on a Sunday to our everyday lives. Mm-hmm. So in a way it doesn't look that different. Yeah. But the difference of church is bridging the gap between the stage and the congregation. Mm-hmm. There isn't like that divide there. Mm-hmm. And as a performer it's hard because yeah. you're like look at me look at me like (laughs) tell me I'm great affirm me like I'm putting a show on for you and I think that even pastors like Mm -hmm. I mean I led worship before in my church and it can be really hard when someone gives you that affirmation and you're like but it's not about me but thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) but again it's like I'm just like Mm -hmm. I'm a vessel that's Mm -hmm. being used but not minimizing that, too. It's such a weird, like, yeah. nuanced thing. You have yeah. to, like, balance it, right? It's yeah. a really fine line. Yeah. And I know you leave worship <laughs> as well. I wonder if that's something that you think mm-hmm. about or you've, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, um, it's hard. But actually, I didn't, did not not want to sing at first. <laughs> not wanted, I just wanted to dance. Um, mm. And um, one of my youth leaders came up to me and I was like, I'm not going to sing in worship. Like, that's not my gift and i would always say that um but then god did put it on my heart that it was a gift he had given me and he told me like you know it's not about me it's about god and so um i am a vessel um and so that really helped me to get out there um mm. and like get out of my comfort zone and so that's always what I tell myself on stage. It's like, it's not about you, it's about God. And so i mm-hmm. um, doing this for God. Um, and one of my worship leaders tells me that we... To always remember when we're on stage that we're not the spotlight, we're not the light. Mm-hmm. Um, we carry the light of Jesus, but Jesus is the light. And that's so, good. So always remember mm-hmm. that um, whenever I sing.
1: And that's cool that's that good. like that was imparted in your heart that like the Lord kind of put that on your heart to, to kind of sing because I think there's a level of that where like God's giving a confidence that can only come from him to want to lead groups Mm -hmm. and be an advocate for change in your community. And it's interesting how like, you know, you were, people were kind of encouraging you. Then it was put on your heart. Like you didn't listen so much to the people you kind of, allowed mm-hmm. yourself to go quietly and be like, Lord, is this what you're calling me to? Yeah. Which I don't think we do enough of. We're so quick to be like, okay, people said this, so I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. But like you went back in the quiet place and was like, God, is this what you're putting on me? And then he blessed you. Mm-hmm. Like your voice, you know, that confidence like I mean I don't even know I didn't see you lead worship, <laughs> but I can feel that from what you're sharing, you know? That's
0: really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And even speaking in front of people. I remember mm-hmm. the first time <laughs> You led a class for the youth group, and Hmm. going into it, how did you feel? (laughs) Um,
2: It was good. I actually, like, during... I never, like, preached, I guess, like, in public, or, like, to young people, it was hard to talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, But God really gave me peace during that time. I remember, clearly, um, like, that God gave me peace that day, and I was not nervous at all. I just spoke out of what God had taught me in my devotional, mm-hmm. and um, I did have young people tell me that it helped, and so I was like, okay, that was all God, um, because I was, at first I was nervous, but he gave me peace, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I haven't really talked as much, but <laughs> I do, like, I'm planning to lead a group, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd tap into that mm-hmm. knowledge. <laughs> and it's it's like even if you didn't preach, you know, yeah. like that's okay too, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. think like sometimes there's this expectation on like the youth specifically while you're in this season of life figuring out like a lot of your own values, your own morals, your own convictions, like... It's like, you have to look the same as everyone else. It goes back to that whole comparison mm-hmm. thing, right? Of yeah. like, you got to preach, you got to lead worship, you got to serve here, you got to do this. But it's like, you don't necessarily have to do all those mm-hmm. things. Exactly. It doesn't look the same way, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm.
2: The, mo- the reason why I love to is because I like encouraging others. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I'm just I love inspiring and encouraging other people. Um, and, like, I told you, like, even, like, girls my age, I'm super passionate about, um, just reminding them that, you know, their worth and who they are in God. Um, and I guess, like, sometimes we, like, seek validation from Mm -hmm. other things, like, guys, or, like, um, or we want to be satisfied because there's, like, a need. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just, like, super passionate, and that's why I... I love talking, even though it's hard sometimes, or <laughs> just leading worship, um, it's, that's my reason behind it. Like, mm-hmm. not only God, but also inspiring others and God using me um, to encourage um, mm-hmm. people my age or anybody.
0: So if you can give a listener out there your age or somebody going into their senior year mm-hmm. a word of advice other than all the, the wisdom you've already kind of given <laughs> us in the last 45 minutes, what would you want to leave them with?
2: Remember who you are, um, because that's what's going to lead you. Remember why you do things. For example, I recently started a single this year, um, which is weird because, like, a lot of people do this when they're older, or, like, mm-hmm. and I'm just 18, but I felt like I wanted to put things aside or guys aside um because it was something that was affecting me um and I wanted to fully commit that to God and so I had to during this year and senior year it was hard it was very difficult but um thankfully that helped me like it helped me to remind myself or God reminding me who I am and why I'm doing it um and so dream big do like you know um, pursue your dreams your goals um but remember who you are because that's really what's gonna lead you there and remember who you are in god girls um remember <laughs> your worth um because it's very important because when you don't know why you're doing something then there's no point point in you know following that commitment um so yeah i just say that um and you guys are never alone um no matter what and yeah
1: it's good thank you so So much that was really encouraging we are so grateful to have had you on our podcast
0: we're gonna have to do this again (laughs) um like a one one year from now let's see like of (laughs) where like kind of where you where you've accomplished your goals with your group and you can make a plug for it officially by then. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> is there a place that our listeners can find you on social media? I know we kind of plugged it earlier, but...
0: Um,
2: so, at Natanya Marie is my regular, like, personal page. Um, and then, Nitha Creates is my art page.
1: And we'll leave it in the show notes as well, so you can find her... <laughs> and we're so grateful just thank to have you. you and you pouring out your wisdom <laughs> it is such a gift to just listen to you thank you for allowing us the space to do that yeah like and being willing to share i think is one of the main things that i and can speak for Bahar too
0: <laughs> she's nodding <laughs> her head right now <laughs> um we can say we're grateful for it, so thank you we love you and we're so proud of you and congratulations on graduating, graduating. high school Yay. on to the next chapter Yay. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's
1: episode of embracing everyday women we love to see all your posts about our podcast and what resonates with you on social media you can find us on instagram or facebook at Embracing Everyday Women. If you
0: have a story that you'd like to share, you can email us at embracingeverydaywomen at gmail.com. Again, thank you so much for being a part of our community. Join us next time in this space to embrace ourselves and one another.